0: The team is back. We've got all three members of the Final Corner podcast back this week to discuss the US Grand Prix. Nick, welcome, and Tom, you're back from the dead. How are we doing? Hello,
1: hello. Yeah, just about. Sorry for missing last week. wasn't was a bit under the weather. And, and now,
0: apparently, somehow via the internet, you're ill as well, Colin. Yes. <laughs> um, if my voice gets suddenly deeper during the podcast, it's because I've got your chest infection, and it would pro- probably make a nicer uh, experience for the listeners. Than my <laughs> usual squeak.
1: I'll, I'll also apologize in advance of any coughs that people
0: hear. Sorry about that. Circuit of the Americas, US Grand Prix. Did we enjoy it? First question.
2: Mm. It wasn't the best.
1: That noise that Nick made perfectly encapsulated the race. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it was okay. Just.
1: <laughs> if you were watching it live, there was a bit of tension at the end. Mm. But the rest of the weekend was a bit meh.
0: There. there was a sprint race, so it wasn't a sprint weekend. But oh, what, sorry? A sprint shootout sprint thing. Sprint. <laughs> a Saturday sprint. Uh, <laughs> that would be a better name. Yeah. With that. Hey, I'm born for marketing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there was a sprint weekend, and it wasn't a great sprint, so instantly everyone online is saying how they need to in a sprint. It's the wrong track. Mm. Yes. Whereas last week this sprint was actually pretty entertaining. So mm. we're not uh, we're not reactive on this podcast. So we'll be nice and balanced. But I thought it was fine overall. Fine.
2: Uh, yeah. I think the main issue with this track is just all the overtakes are done in the same place.
1: Yeah. that's true. It's so long. Mm. And the corner at the end of it, on paper, is relatively simple. At, at least. In some of the moves, especially that Verstappen did, he was sort of forceful, and that's quite interesting, mm. running someone off. But the corner after, after that doesn't quite enable someone to fight back. No. Even though, in theory, it should. Yeah, I know what you mean.
0: It's it's too narrow yeah. for two mm. people to hang it and there. But everyone that's on the inside for that part just ends up backing it.
1: Yeah, exactly, that's it. There was something, was it Norris at one point? I thought, oh, we might have a fight back. But yeah. It just doesn't have the angle, it, it pinches. But we've been cutting this track now for 11 years. And there's been zero track maintenance in that time. Mean, <laughs> oh, the sorry, they've repainted some of the sponsors. Yeah, And now they
2: have resurfaced some of the corners. It was mentioned oh, okay. in um, qualifying, I think it was. But just two corners, I think it was, and just a tiny bit of it.
1: Yeah, this was a whole debate last year. And was it MotoGP that really complained about the bumps last year? before. And and now even with modern Formula 1 cars, it seems like it's... I don't know, actually. It seems a bit too bumpy, but I don't mind it because it's
0: a challenge. Yeah. Crofty made an interesting point. A, excuse oh, me? Really? Did, mm, what did you just sarcasm? say? Exactly. <laughs> he, he pointed out that uh, a few weeks ago they had truck racing there. The ones where they have the jumps on the straights and everything. Oh, yeah. oh amazing. <laughs> and it was just pointing out the fact that might not be a great idea when you've got a track that has severe subsidence on it do that drink as a decent enough point but you know it's kind of worth it to see stadium super trucks but
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah he's got half a point there uh but yeah if you think about it part of the reason I think the sale is so dull in terms of a track even though it provided some spicy racing but maybe that was because of the dust and the tires mm. um is that it's just it's completely flat isn't it yeah
2: like, and smooth flat.
1: So this has got a bit of character, one might say.
2: Yeah, I do really like this track. I just find it it
1: doesn't produce the best races. Mm, Yeah. It's a couple of tweaks away from being a great track. Mm. And also, it doesn't make for good American racing. What I mean by that is NASCAR just smash into each other around here, more than usual. Yeah. And obviously IndyCar, we've all seen the memes and the jokes about the track. (laughs) track. Yes. Yes.
0: They make, a, make it make a farce. I did see an IndyCar driver tweeting during the weekend when, spoiler, Max was uh, his lap in qualifying. And mm. he, he posted a still picture with the caption, How is this track limits? I can't see anything wrong here. This is ridiculous, F1. There is no way that's track limits. Someone had to point out that track limits in European motorsport is the white line. And the general <laughs> triumph. But the, yeah. in IndyCar, I don't know what they define as a track limit, if they even bother, but <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's not, it must it's not be... whatever they think it is. Yeah, it must be wall or gravel. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> if you're parked in the car park, then you've went too far. Mm-hmm. I think it's their strategy. Yep. <laughs> um, so track... And NASCAR doesn't even have even that. Like, it literally is anything. They,
1: they, for this particular track, they just said you can go wherever you want, apart from cutting across... Turn five to six. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which, that's, that's track limits. That's a shortcut. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to say, don't shortcut, please. Uh, yeah, that's ridiculous.
0: I do think that sometimes it is a lot better that way. When we mm. get 4,000 well, lap deletions a race. There's a balance. Yeah. There's a balance. any qualifying then, since there wasn't really any news. Well, there's a small thing afterwards, which is could be nothing, but...
1: According to Jonathan Noble and reverse grids, a million dollar price pool or a standalone title amongst the ideas for F1 sprint race revamp for next year. So, based yeah. on that X or Twitter Ferrari post race, um, there there's some quote somewhere about open to some ideas, but let's see if that happens. Not convinced.
2: No, I don't think that was, at least not next year. It may be in the future. Yeah. Something might change. Yeah. Mm hmm.
0: Reverse grid would be fun, but it can't really be championship there. Yeah, the appeal
1: mm-hmm. would be ephemeral, I think, because it would just be a race of how long does it take for Max Verstappen to get the lead?
0: But if you were to do still the Friday qualifying, but then on Saturday you just flip the results and have a standalone, you know, Logan mm. Sargent's on pole every week, and see mm. what happens. But again, is that spot? Uh, yeah, that's it's going a bit far with things like that. Might, at that
1: point, put them all in minor clears, please.
0: Oh, yeah. I see our suggested catching on, Nick.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the way to do it. Put them all in one thing and see who's best. I, yeah, I think easily
0: the best way. I do think a team. You could probably change it into a team thing where you take like average qualifying. Times between teams and set them up row by row. That could be quite, that could be quite interesting. But again, yeah, I, I, I'm okay. Actually, okay with the format just now because people complaining about trying to get rid of the sprints rather than finding a way to improve it. Just bend it all together. Would you rather sit and watch an extra two practice sessions?
2: Yeah, no, I I think the sprints have been relatively successful. It's just like you say, some tweaking would be needed. And picking the right tracks as well, because sometimes you think—I mean, to be honest, I thought Qatar was a terrible idea for a sprint race, but it turned out to be one of the best
1: ones. What we need to do—I've just realised. Oh God, I'm back, and there we go. (laughs) No, no, and you go. On you go. But I've just—I've just recalled that I got that clear idea from you guys in last week's podcast that I listened to. Yes, (laughs) exactly. I sucked it in there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the the sprint weekend you you said there, Nick, has been relatively. I think it's been a great success for the TV rights holders mm. and the companies that try and sell you extortionate packages to watch Formula One live because they'll get far more viewers than. As Colin suggested, additional practice sessions. And I also like the nature of the team. Sometimes there's too too much practice, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Just get there, have one practice session, bam, into something competitive. I do like that niche, that side of it. I'm just not sure the format at the minute is the best.
0: What you should do is have a random secret ballot and swap out one of the drivers every week for Andy Neat and, then <laughs> and not tell anyone who it is and then just see what happens.
2: Just have him like a stick. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> he has to wear whatever driver's overalls never in, so you don't know. Mm. Uh, everyone gets in the car in secret. and for, uh, At one point in the race, Andy Neat will just smash into someone. <laughs> and then give you ice ah oh, that's for the one that's been pulled out this week.
2: Or just give Dan Tictum a drive, it's pretty
0: <laughs>
1: Yes. <laughs> Good old Dick Tantrum. Uh aren't some of the um reserve and test drivers getting some free practice sessions soon?
2: They should be, yeah, because that's was it two rookies have to take part or oh, there has to be two mm. sessions given to a rookie.
1: I think it's fifty pounds in Giovanna, at least maybe Mexico. I could be wrong there. Yep.
2: Yeah. Um most of them. But you're onto something there, Colin.
1: There could be something for all the reserve drivers that are. Oh, I don't know. Not sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, ideally, I'd love to see it where you just in in a sprint race, they have to run one extra car for a reserve driver. But that's not going to happen for cost cap no. reasons all sorts of things. Yeah. <laughs> but that would be great.
1: It would be amazing.
2: Because remember, they used to do that in Friday practice back in the day. That's how Anthony Davidson got his sort of breakthrough, wasn't it? He was the in the third. Is it B.A.R. or the Honda B-A-R. at the
1: time? to mind.
2: Um, yeah, so he, that's how he got sort of a, a bit of notoriety and then got his mm. full-time drive.
0: Super Aguri. Super Aguri. Oh, oh yeah.
1: yeah. What a team. Let's, let's reheat a several-year-old Amaro's. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Right, will we talk about Mario anyway. yep, Yeah, let's do it. So- US Twelve minutes company. into this thing already. Uh, quality, main quality was Friday evening. Uh, we lost both Aston's in Q1. They had a terrible practice session. Stroll had no running. Uh-huh. Alonso had five or six laps. So And they brought all the updates to the car, which they didn't have any information on at that point. Uh, Max Verstappen was going to take pole position before he ran wide at the penultimate corner, which then allowed Chuck Leclerc. To take P one for Sunday's race with Norris, Hamilton signs Russell completing out the top five. Both Alpine's in the top ten as well, which was sort of surprising. To yeah, have been that's good. Off the pace for quite a wee while.
2: Yeah, it was. Uh, so I have to disagree with a lot of people who kept saying, but Max would have been on pole if he hadn't had his lap deleted. And so no, he wouldn't, because he was only five thousandths quicker. And he could easily made up more than that by running wide. So, yeah, good point. And then they yeah. changed the track limits, didn't they? Yes, the, uh, the
0: they painted the white lines to be double thick at a certain corners, mm. which helped some drivers, didn't help others And some places. Hmm. Yeah,
1: mm, yeah. I, I noticed also that the clear on the cooling down lap. He was told by his team on the radio, lap time deleted by Verstappen. And he had a right go say, say, say the driver name first. Yeah, <laughs> and I
2: just heard lap time deleted, and he was just like, no. <laughs> uh,
1: but still an effort from Leclerc. Ferrari is quick in qualifying. Yeah. Obviously, in the race, very different. Uh, he smashed Sainz there. I think Sainz probably had a better season on the whole um, than his teammate. Had. Yeah. It's,
2: um, it is tight though between. I mean, to be fair, it was only two tenths difference in Q three. It's not like the uh, sort of Perez for and difference that we've had. Lately. Oh yeah, of
1: course, of course. And then Norris in second. We're just used to it now, aren't we? That's yeah. Not, no big, no big news. Uh, but he's trounced his teammate this weekend. Yeah, Piastri struggled. Wonder why? But it doesn't matter because he forgets his first season.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, no. I mean, struggling and you're still in the top
1: 10. He's still good. Yeah. Oh, and Ricardo was back, wasn't he, for this one? Which I'm not. Apparently, yeah. In any way.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Boo. Well, not boo, but just like meh. Yeah, he was 15th in main qualifying, then sprint qualifying, was 11th. With pretty much identical times and buff. Mm. 135.974 in main qualifying, and 135.978. And uh, sprint qualifying. So, if anything, the qualifying the man is Sunoda consistent? Caught out. Uh, it was yeah, true. Sprint qualifying. Mm. Yeah. Ah, okay, right, yeah. So Saturday again. Saturday evening for us, there was sprint qualifying, which Sonoda went out in Q one. Um, Aston Martins managed to get up into Q two for that one, and Albon made it into Q three. And it was for oh, Stappen, yeah, Clark and Hamilton top three in that one.
1: Some might say the natural order, but as as you mm. point out, Nick, not, and it was very, very, very close, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it Could was. have gone any way there.
2: Yeah, yeah. Be. I mean, what's it, four different teams in the top four, all separated by just a tiny bit over a tenth?
1: That's what you want to see for Formula 1. Yes. It's a shame we don't really have it in the races.
0: Mm-hmm. We're getting there, we're getting there. Uh, are we, though? Mercedes brought a new four, which has definitely helped them in pace anyway, so mm-hmm. far this weekend. But we'll come to what end up happening to them later. Uh, straight into the sprint race then. chaos signs side to start on soft and I think he's only won the top ten. Uh decent start for the first two. Dappen cuts across to get a, a cover off clerk going into turn one. And Lewis then, I think, is the one Lewis then goes off the track at the outside of turn two, to then get past Leclerc. clip.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I think the stewards looked at that, but then decided that it was fine because it was third one and lap one. And but in America, so was just crack on, boys. Mm. Not sure yeah.
2: about that. The thing is, I think Hamilton did run wide, but it was it wasn't so much running wide to carry speed. That makes sense. He was avoiding Leclerc. Um, so I can, on a lap one, I actually agree with that one.
1: It's tricky though when you add in a grey area to track limits. Uh, yeah.
2: I mean, as many people have said, put some grass on the outside so there's no issue.
1: Yeah. Um, although it doesn't stop JKL. Oh, we'll get to that another time. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I thought Max's chop across at first was. Very naughty, but then when I watch the on-board of Leclerc, it's, I think it's fine.
2: Yeah. Um, it was aggressive, and it possibly even slightly unnecessary, because he just put himself at risk from Hamilton yeah. and other people on the outside, but it worked out okay for him.
0: Saints and Piastri, Clyde going up the to on one, but I think must damage Piastri on the wing, because he's normally on after that. Yeah, yeah like, back, I'm it?
2: the same. There was no mention of it, and the team didn't mention it. They just yeah. said he over overdone his tires, but that front wing bent as it was hit. So,
0: yeah, it must have been. I know, as you say, the team or even he didn't mention the wing afterwards. But to me, it must have been that. If if that's mm-hmm. all tires, that's incredible. Yeah, because everyone it's, goes past them. So uh, well. Perez gets past him quite easily. Signs gets past Norris at the end of the straight. And uh, he's, uh, he actually, does seem even finish the points in the end? No, he drops down to 10th. Nah. so he's, he's nowhere. Yeah, he just fades throughout. All... Mm. What else really happened?
2: Uh, I'll say Ricardo got a nice move. That was about it, I think. Hmm. It was a nice move just because it wasn't at the end of the DRS straight.
0: Yes. Yeah, that was on stroll. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Sainz got up to, I think, fourth and then dropped back six because he was on the soft tyres and the faded mm-hmm. anyway. But again, there wasn't too much else action wise in this race.
2: No, it wasn't particularly interesting. There was just a, a couple of moments, but overall, it was quite easily forgettable.
0: I was on it like eleven o'clock at night here as well. Yes. Which was uh, yeah. Which was quite nice. My Saturday night was quite busy because the UFC ended up finishing early, so <laughs> I went straight from the UFC to this. So it was oh. it. Was in Abu Dhabi, so it was at, it started at seven p.m., not three a.m. in the morning like it normally does. So, and nice. all all the fights went short. Main event when we went one round, so I was able to just switch straight over and watch F one.
1: I think it speaks volumes about the sprint race that were, you you were more uh energized talking about the UFC than, yeah. than it.
0: Oh yeah, I, I need a new podcast. I need podcast number three for the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: the final round.
0: Hey. There we go, it's got a name already. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh so yes, yeah, Sprint. Max won from Lewis and with was third. Fairly uneventful. Russell got a penalty. Was that Overtaking, and I think it was was it Gasly off track.
2: Uh, yes, I believe so. At turn um, one, yeah.
0: I think. Oh, no, was that not? Hmm. Was it the one I on mean? Piastri? I thought it was a McLaren. McL- yeah, it was the one on Piastri. Towards the back of the track. Yeah, it was at the exit that little squiggly section. Mm. Uh, which is turn, turn 15, 16. Yeah, turn 15. It goes. Oh, yes. It, well, it doesn't even go around yeah, outside the Piastri. He, yeah. he just forces it and drives over the curb but yeah. he's nowhere near him actually going for the I don't the understand
1: why they didn't redress that immediately. I was yeah. quite frustrated by that. Like why? Of course, obviously it's going to be a penalty. And the team the team should have told him, get back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And they, and they quoted Phoenix Knights then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it did bring up the suggestions that a five second penalty is not an adequate penalty for these sort of things because you can make up more than that by just going further down the road
0: mm. yeah
1: but it's still it still would have been quicker for him potentially to well we'll never know actually in my mind you drop back and get him at the next two corners if he's ailing oh yeah but
2: I just mean in general in the races there's people yeah. are now saying that you get you overtake someone with track limits you get a five second penalty but by the end of the race you're 20 seconds down the road how does that yeah Affect it, see that. But I think if they deem it to be a improper overtake, he should have to get the position back, regardless of how far down the road he's got. If he's got two more cars in between him before the stewards make a decision, it's tough. You have to slow down and let them all past.
1: Yeah, that's tricky. Yeah.
0: Okay. Can I can't agree with that? Huh. No. Hmm. Th- I kind agree. What's it? What's the current penalty? Is five, ten, drive through, stop and go. Yeah, it's hard to pick on those sweet-year options that the stewards currently have. Uh-huh. Which one's appropriate? Because yeah. if say you have a Red Bull overtaking, uh, Alpha Mio, Yeah. Five seconds is going to do nothing because he'll get he'll get the move done anyway. Mm-hmm. In a and a drive-thru, and a stop and go seemed incredibly hard. So yeah. uh, I think it is probably hard. But you're right, it needs to be quick decisions for the stewards within a lap, essentially. Yeah. But like, you've clearly went off track, and it back. Like, none of this. Five laps later, we might take a look at it.
2: Yeah. The thing oh, is, after like, the race. Yeah. Well, yeah. But they do often say that now. They say, give the position back or you'll get a five-second penalty. And the team's just like, or the drivers often, like, well, never mind. I'll take the penalty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It should be out of their purview. If they don't give the place back, you could be black flagged.
0: Mm. No, that makes sense.
2: Yeah, that's my little rant over.
0: <laughs> We're going to jump on this under then. Mm-hmm. Sunday's race, which of course has Max Verstappen nowhere near the front, which is nice. He's starting in P six for the the Grand Prix. Uh, a few drivers or a few teams, I think, make changes to their suspension. I think mm-hmm. Aston and Haas are pretty sure both for suspension changes. So they start from the pit lane. Um, Aston
2: actually changed the whole car for Alonso, didn't they? They went back to the Qatar mm. spec.
1: Unprecedented. Mm.
0: The, well, it seemed to work for them. Yeah. So they were relatively quick. Mm. The, Max got his brakes changed, and I'm trying to remember. I can't remember when he says he they changed them, but basically throughout this entire race, his brakes were terrible. Oof. Yeah. I've got, I've got it a thing a in my head Max. that it was after the sprint.
2: It was after the sprint. And Helmut Marco, that fount of uh, information, Uh-oh. stated that something was stuck inside the brakes. Uh, But he's the only person who said this. So,
0: Hey, he managed to give that answer without referring someone's ethnicity. So just, he's improving.
2: (laughs) He did do that at one point with the podium booing, didn't he? He blamed the Mexican fans instantly for that. Oh, did he? Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't seen that. I saw the headline, to be fair. I haven't seen the whole story.
0: Oh, I see. I looked at the headline
2: and I was just like, no, I I don't care. It's just (laughs) more of him.
0: Yeah. Time to go. Do you think a Mexican has wronged him at some point in the past? And this is just, he's got a vendetta <laughs> against them all.
2: He could be. Or he's watched far too many Top Keys. <laughs> <No.
0: laughs> I was going to mention that. Yes. Uh, Helmut. Not their best uh, piece. Well, as as Ted Kravitz said in one of his uh, notebook shows this weekend, I've no idea what's going on with the Red Bull rumours, but Helmut marco has got a contract on the end of next season, so if he doesn't turn up next season, you know it's true and he's been let go. And if he does turn up, mm. you know it was all rubbish. Ah. True. So it's just... Same
1: for Perez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I think Perez has just had his job saved in on this one. At mm. the end. But we'll get there. Uh Lando Norris takes the lead into turn one off the start. Um Crofty said that Oscar Piastri had a terrible first lap, but somehow managed to gain four places. Uh, yeah, he
2: had a great <laughs> first corner. Um,
0: yeah, everyone contact, was running
2: there? wide on the first corner and sort of slowing each other up, and he just went tight and just went past everyone. Mm. It was really good.
0: There was contact, though, between him and Ocon, which uh, eventually made Ocon retire. Yes. Yeah. Both of them had side pod damage. And Piastri,
2: right? Yep, just yep. later on for him.
0: Yep. Um, Sainz took Hamilton at the start. Well, and Max Verstappen tried to go around the outside of them at Turn One, but mm-hmm. Hamilton showed on the outside. He was pushed off the track, and but Hamilton kept the position. Uh, there's a freeway battle. It's quite nice between Russell, Ocon and Perez. That the DRS comes into play, which yeah. um, gets Russell ahead fairly easily. So, and again, our DRS overtake Lewis on Saints, then Max on Saints. When it turned 12, Carlos isn't fighting any of these. No. So just driving for his tyre life. At this point, we should be jumping up and down in excitement of,
1: oh, Max and Hamilton are fighting through. Nor- Norris is leading, but it just had a sense of inevitability about it, didn't it? Yeah. The
2: first few laps, I had a feeling, I was thinking, oh, Norris could do this because Verstappen hasn't really made much progress. And then. What was it? Sort of lap five onwards, he so just started going quicker and quicker, and it was like yeah, that. It's, it's inevitable now.
1: It's been a theme all through the year, though. Uh, even when he's been down and behind a bit, ah, um, oh, was it Monza as well? You know, hmm. he settles in early on. Is about the same sort of pace everyone around, and from five, six, seven, eight laps in, it's either the car or him or the combination of the two seems to look after the tyres better than everyone else. And, or they're just saving it back and being intensive at the start and really switching it on later. And yeah. it's like with Norris, always seems to be really strong at the start of a stint with the tyres and Ferrari, but they've both got a debt to pay later on by using that energy up, seemingly. Yeah. Not as big as uh, Bernie Eccleston's tax bill, but nearly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh No, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> if i nick a bottle of vodka for the shop, right i'll get uh, the jail he can somehow yeah. not pay 400 million quid of tax or whatever it was it's like ah you're yeah. fine bernie don't worry about it pal well
1: well he has actually been sentenced hasn't he but it's uh, suspended so basically if you're okay you don't do anything else <laughs> if you pay taxes henceforth you'll be fine mm. ah. yeah uh, but that's what was this. it how much is he going to have to pay back?
0: it's an extortionate amount it's in the billions isn't it is it uh, the number yeah. I'd seen is 400 million but I'm, I may be completely uh, okay. wrong still that's an extortionate I'm, that falls under that umbrella yes <laughs> uh, Leclerc gets overtaken by Hamilton Um then Max does the exact same move but Leclerc tries to fight it Max ends up running him off track at the exit of turn 12 um, but keeps the position. Verstappen is then the first of the front runners to pit. Norris and Sainz then come in as well and um, McClurk and the Mercedes both decide to extend. Yeah.
2: I'm still not sure what the right call there was because at first I thought when Verstappen came in I thought when Norris came in straight after, I thought it, it's like they're letting Red Bull dictate the strategy and they're not playing their own mm. race. But after then seeing what happened with Lewis and uh, Leclerc, it's like maybe that was the right thing. I'm not sure.
1: Tricky, isn't it? At that point, you're thinking, are they watching for too much or not enough? I yeah. Basically, I couldn't really tell what was right. No. And I've got, I can rewind and I've accessed all this data, data and stuff. I'm not in the moment, so it must be tricky for McLaren as well. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, but it, it's it's like Jaws coming, isn't it, for stopping?
0: Mm. Mercedes, yeah. uh, I think Mercedes kind of caught between, do we try and keep going for a one-stop, which is ultimately what Clark tried to do, Yeah. or do we just go for a couple laps off it, which he speaking about. But I think they left Hamilton there too long, because Hamilton ended up going off track at one point.
1: Yeah. He did. Well that didn't help his cause, I don't think. But I think that's been overlooked. Yeah. That he did have a lock up, didn't he? And run wide, and then that really mm-hmm. compromised his run onto the back straight. So at turn eleven he made a mistake. And I just thought, well, Oh, I this I can't drive a Formula One car. When you're on one tires, it's easier to make that mistake. But yeah. just didn't have to push it that hard. Cause that it probably two, three, four seconds that lap. I don't know. We don't know. I don't have the data in front of me to double check. it certainly didn't help. And that that could have been what was the gap at the end of the race?
2: Yeah, less than that.
0: Yes, yeah. so that he, was
1: the decisive moment. I felt.
0: Yes, and so I think Lewis goes medium hard, and then eventually medium again. But I think yeah. he had like fifteen laps something at the end on the a newer mm-hmm. set of medium, uh, which kind of worked. Yeah, he too, but you just felt that if he had came in two laps earlier, it had been right with Matt. Hadn't made that mistake. Maybe. And another thing, Mercedes need to get better at pit stop. Yes. Oh yes, now you've said some true. stats
1: with us. Hitters.
0: So, so both Russell's pit stops were in the two second mark. And Hamilton's was both of them were in the three second mark. So I think it's 3.4 and 3.6. Now when Red Bull and um, Ferrari and uh, McLaren are knocking out Two second pit stops or world record pit stops last week.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, 1.8 seconds last week.
0: Exactly. So you're just throwing away time. And Mercedes have always been slow at pit stops. It was fine when they were dominating. Mm. <laughs> but I just can't understand if you're going for every marginal gain in your team and your pit stops are consistently a second or a second and a half slower than everyone else's that you're fighting, you're just handing time away. It's Come on, Toto. ridiculous. So there's um, unofficial stats for people who are tracking this on social media. So apparently 43% of Red Bull's pit stops are sub two seconds, 40% of Ferraris, 34-35% of McLarens, and apparently Mercedes is only 1.69% of their pit stops are sub two and a half. Too much focus on nickel. Yeah. So even if these stats are wrong, I think they clearly do actually tell the story. Yeah. Even if the numbers are wrong, the story is correct because you see it every single week. So it's those two seconds. If Hamilton had been two seconds closer to Norris, two seconds closer to Verstappen, who knows what could have happened by the end of this race?
1: Do we not think, though, that perhaps Verstappen was coaxing it home at the end? I think so. Oh yeah, and there's a talk about oh Mercedes upgrades of are they are they actually closer now? And we've also had it before where Ferrari at Monza, oh they, they might be on it now. And we've had it before with um McLaren sometimes challenging for pole positions. I I think it's just track dependent. I don't want to read too much into it. And I think this extremely bumpy track maybe the Red Bull doesn't work quite as well as elsewhere as well. Mm. You know. Qatar was still different league, wasn't it? So. Yeah. Plus, uh, Max... I know they've had some updates now, but we'll see. We'll see at the next few. Mexico's not particularly bumpy, is it? So. No.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, Max was not on break issues already. Right? Oh, yes. Don't
1: dare speak to him under breaking. Yeah. <laughs> to be
2: fair, I agree with Max on that one, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: If someone, it, it's not like he wasn't told <laughs> several times, stop doing it.
1: Yeah. When um, we're well, racing civics, the last thing we want to hear is someone uh, shouting when they're trying to pull off a move on someone. Yeah.
0: <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> or keeping the horn randomly. Flashing <laughs> the lights. Yeah, so at the end, Lando is on hard tires. He can't hold Hamilton off, who comes through for second. Catches right up to the back of Mac. Um, is at one point, I think, in a second and a half of Verstappen, but then it ends up just over two seconds, the gap. Uh, Alonso thinks he has broken suspension. It turns out there was a problem with the four, I believe. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. ends up retiring despite but I think he got himself up to the point from the pit lane, which was a shame. Uh, Albon picks up a five-second penalty for track limit. There was a bunch of warnings, but I think he might have been the only one that had a penalty.
2: Yeah, I believe
0: so. For that, and uh, Blanström managed to recover for the point, which was fairly impressive for him. Mm. Birdie wasn't impressed.
1: <laughs> he's in a tailspin at the minute. I don't know what's going on. It, driver confidence—is he actually reading the rumours online that say he's rubbish? Do you think? And then that causes it more. Is he just too comfortable in the team? I suppose we don't know. It's maybe unfair. To it. No, I'm really, I, I'm really annoyed by how. Flippant he is about his F1 career at the minute. Yeah, because he knows his position is safe, I suppose. Yeah. Well,
2: to a degree, though, because the backlash is getting more and more. So he's getting harder and harder.
1: This is my theory. Are they entering Weck and Le Mans again in 2025? It's on now, isn't it, with the Valkyrie? I think so. Yeah. So that's his exit strategy. And hopefully that motivates mm. him. Right, listen. If you're not going to be good next year you driving Le Mans, which, uh, you know, it's hardly a hardship, but... Yeah. <laughs> there's a route out now at a top-level sport for those who aren't good enough for Formula 1. Oh, that's a bit harsh than bike drivers. I didn't mean it like that, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he can be masked when it's three drivers in a car.
2: Yeah, and to be fair, he's not a slow driver. He's just no inconsistent and
1: mo- uh, moody. <laughs> the inconsistency is probably not ideal for endurance racing, but... <laughs> Anyway, mark my, my words—that's happening. I'll say it here now. Twenty-three. Um,
0: yeah. The, predictions. What's his name? Eddie Jordan. That a podcast. <laughs> so it does one with Damon, not Damon How David David Coulthard. David Coulthard. Mm. Yes. yes. And earlier in the year, they done an episode where they were speaking about Joel. Coulthard asked him, "When do you pull the trigger when your dad's the owner?" And Eddie Jordan made a fair point: "Is it isn't the owner himself? He's got shareholders." Yes. He's got yeah, people who true. he has to ask answer questions to and whose money's invested And in. made the valid point that at some point, well, if there's one car struggling yeah. every week with the other ones on the podium or in the point, those shareholders are going to be asking the question, are you making decisions for the best interest of my money, essentially? Yeah. Or are you just giving your son yeah. a drive?
1: Yeah, because it is some of his money, and he is the lead, isn't he? Yes. But he's also representing mm-hmm. a conglomerate,
0: let's yes. say. Uh, and
1: also, it, here's another thing, hypothetically speaking. Um, McLaren, obviously, resurgent Aston Martin nowhere at the minute. But if there was two Aston Martins at the podium, or at least third and fourth at the start of the season, would that have helped their case to fend off McLaren and the constructors' team's points? Like maybe not, but they would certainly be in a better position to do so.
0: Oh, I think, yeah, 100% they would be. Mm. Because this Was the weekend where McLaren finally overtook them? Yeah, and if you look at the point difference between Alonso, which is on 183, and Lance Stroll, who's on 53. Yeah, you know, yeah. if if Lance Stroll was on the same point as Oscar Piastri or George Russell, you know, still behind but a hell of a lot closer, mm. I think there, was a, there, would been be a, on. there would have been a fighting chance of yeah. at least trying to hang on now, now it's gone. Yeah, it's over now. So after the race, as we all probably know, I will cut to the news on Monday morning that Lewis Hamilton mm. and Chuck Leclerc were both qualified.
1: <laughs> Do we have to say Chuck every time it's an American group? Oh, yes,
0: definitely, mm. definitely. <laughs> now they were both disqualified because is it the bargeboard board on the bottom? Yeah. Well, yeah. it was worn too much. I think you're allowed nine millimeters minimum and they were both under it. Well Clerp was apparently like percentage of millimeters under it, so it yeah. was like point three of a millimeter that it was it was under. And so it's like it's like British turn cars. Uh yeah. to, it's the exact same problem as British turn cars. They only checked four cars and two of them failed. Right? Yeah. And it's the same thing with turn cars. The roller only goes under three cars. And if they if you've got a 50% fail rate in the four cars you've checked, mm. how many of the other ones are failing?
2: Yeah, it's really just frustrating, isn't it? Because like, we just don't know. Um, it could be they were the only two cars, or it could be that the only two cars that would have passed it were the two that did. We yeah. have
1: no clue. What's crazy about this is that um, you only checked one of the Ferraris, and yeah. One of the Mercedes? Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and obviously one, only one of the Red Bull and one of the, one of the uh, McLarens. So it was obviously Verstappen and Norris were also checked. Apparently this is standard procedure. Mm. Yeah. And uh, they check random elements of random cars at each race. So they don't even check the plank every time, I believe. No. Nah. Um, although this article I'm reading here, which I will not name, adds an element of opinion, I think, uh, thinly veiled as fact. It says this is standard procedure as it would be impossible for the governing body to check compliance well would it would it no. I, I think it's one of I those... think it would be possible you just have the resource available and change the rules a bit
2: yeah, it depends because there's so many different parts on the cars that could or could not get you disqualified that it's impossible to check every single one on every single car I think it's ah, yeah I suppose i would be a
1: bit of yeah um, every single part is crazy but yeah every single plank at every single race That's I think it would be very possible. achievable
0: yeah yeah but there should be a list of mandatory checks on everyone mm-hmm. And then you have spot checks and the other stuff that's a bit
1: harder. It was clear that the red bull was running a bit higher off the ground. Mm. And it is a bumpy track. But
0: yeah, you could definitely mm. see on the Ferrari. Uh there was an onboard of Hamilton Fawn and Clerk going on the back street. And Clerk underside was bouncing going on the street and there was chunks flying out of it. <laughs> like yeah. wow. there there was chunks and sparks and everything, and you're like, yeah completely understand that they've run that too low. so but it's just that seems like a fundamental check to me just like the British Touring cars like how yeah. long does yeah. it take them to put the roller under the front of each car it takes them 30 seconds yeah exactly I feel like if you're going to do a scrutineering like this it's got to be fairly consistent but when it's
1: race result affecting mm-hmm. yes certainly
0: Especially if you pick four cars and two of them fail, you might go, Oh, yeah, I don't hear. we might have a problem. Yeah, <laughs> so it's yeah, it's impossible, as you say, to do full scrutiny on every car at every race, because yeah. it would delay teams from breaking down their cars and leaving the track as well. Yeah, but yeah, when you hear that only four cars have been tested, that does mm. raise a few eyebrows. But that so that and the second to Norris, and for to well, uh, Leclerc's probably doubly upset, because he had to let Signs pass at one point during the race, Ferrari, and oh, yeah. them to swap the positions.
1: Pun A, B, C, D, F. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Good old Ferrari strategist.
2: Yeah, he wasn't happy about that, was he? But he, he was clearly slower, so...
0: Yeah. yeah. But they left him out in a one-stop.
2: Uh, yeah, which in itself was... Well, to be fair, I thought at first that was the, the uh, thing that Norris should have tried. But looking back, it clearly did not work.
0: No. No. Uh, the penalties or disqualifications did lead to Hogan Sargent getting his first points in F1 No. What well He finished it's, in 10.
2: It's very good, but at the same time, it's just that, like, yes, Sergeant managed to get his first point because two cars were disqualified. It's <laughs> sort of taints it a little bit rather than him being... Of
0: course it does. Yeah, but if you want to put a positive spin on it, he did finish 12th in front of Joe, Minus, and Ricardo. Yeah.
2: Had oh no, that. he didn't have a bad race.
0: Hulkenberg as well. What ass. So it ended up he did benefit by beating a bunch of cars. I just saw really him on TV on making moves. Yeah. Yeah, true. It's really quick on us. they had a massive update didn't they? Allegedly. Mm. Yes.
1: And a new livery. Mm. And it went backwards. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but as people have said that uh, Bringing an update to a sprint race weekend is always dodgy because mm-hmm. you don't have time to bed it in in practice sessions.
0: Yes. Yeah. We'll see. So That's Daniel a... Ricardo is the only current live driver without a point yet. He's only been in, what, two races? Yeah. So he finished last on the road, any reason for that?
2: Uh, yes, he had damage to his car. Um, ah. One of the brake ducts apparently failed. It wasn't damage, it failed and oh. was causing aerodynamic issues because um, it was unbalanced on one side of the car. So he has he was apologised to by um friends tossed for saying that we didn't give him a car to do a job. Hmm. So right. we'll have to wait we'll and see, see in Mexico. Mexico.
1: Yeah. I just yeah. want to clarify quickly, Bernie thing. He failed to declare four hundred million. Yes. It, and the settlement is six hundred and fifty three million. <laughs> oh god. Ah oh, dear. Still small change 17- to him. <laughs> Yeah, 17 month uh sentenced to prison for seventeen months but suspended for two years.
0: Yeah. Uh to be right, can get away with crimes.
1: Mm-hmm. I would also like to mention quickly that on a lighter note, Marta Garcia won the first F one Academy title for Women Drivers. Which And it was on a Formula One weekend. It was.
2: I only caught one of the races. Um
1: it, it was live on YouTube, wasn't it, for free? It? On the TV.
2: Yeah, it was on telly as well. All oh, right, not it wasn't on free to air, was it? Or was it? No, I it was know. on Sky. F1.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think the F1 YouTube channel had um some free action mm. live,
2: but next year apparently they will all be um yeah. available to watch. So that's a good step up.
0: Yeah. Okay, that does. Mm-hmm. Snodderby for sauce, which gave him a fastest lap point, and then the upgrade. Gave him five points of the race, and which mm. makes it ten points for Terry for the season. But uh, it's good because they're only two behind Haas now. Um, oh,
1: that's the main battle for the rest of the year. Yeah, yes. I'm so excited.
0: Terry have went so far backward, and they have. You you think all the good qualifying results Haas have had, they've had a terrible race car. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah. They
1: chews up tires, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: Yeah, so yeah, as we said, McLaren's overtaken Aston Martin, and what was happens disqualification I think is probably just save Checo Ooh. Perez's career if the rumours were to be believed. Mm. Instead of I think it was going to be something like eighteen point gap between them, it's now yeah. better nine point. And uh, the rumour ah, that he yeah. was going to get sacked if it was second, only four races to go. That's a big gap to make up now.
1: Off, off to Sergio's home race next, are we? Yeah. yeah, I mean,
0: I don't, I don't put it past Perez to lose thirty nine points in the next four races, but it mm-hmm. seems, it seems fairly unlikely at this point.
2: All it takes is a, a, a crash or something then and a, a good result from Hamilton, and it's you can half that in one race.
0: Yeah, and to be fair to Perez, we all keep saying it's a terrible year, and it has been. But second would be best ever championship position.
1: Yeah doesn't feel like a success, does it?
0: No,
2: it, it's, it's not the points he scored, it's not the position of the championship, it's just the gap to Max. Not even in points, yeah. but in speed. That's been yeah. the big disappointment.
0: Yes. Next up then is Mexico. Mexico? For the Gran Premio de la Cuidad de Mexico. Was that a
1: helmet Marco impression? <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Now, i done question someone's worthy if that it, if it, if it was a Hermit Marco quote.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, that is again another evening one for us in the UK, which is nice. Mm. It's not a sprint, but qualifying is at 10 o'clock at night, and the race on Sunday is at 8 o'clock in the evening. It's a nice little evening I wonder evening who the race.
1: podium DJ will be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's the main intrigue there.
0: Yes. So, after that, they're saying Brazil. Hmm? Uh, the final of the Triple headers before Vegas and then Abu Dhabi.
2: Yes. So, uh, Vegas should be fun. I'm not saying it will be a good race, but it should be a fun no. weekend. The
0: will be just celeb spotting, won't it? Hmm. Yeah, it will be. <coughs> the locals hate it.
1: Uh, yes. I bet they do.
0: They are uh, All these charges it. on the
1: restaurants and stuff. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, basically, half of Vegas has been boarded up for six months it seems a bit
1: like a folly to me
0: but we'll see if it works out
1: yeah biggest pit
2: carriages the year apparently as well
1: that does not make a good race (laughs) no (laughs) will the sphere be lit up is that what it's called i hope so
0: if they've paid for it have you seen how much it costs no to get an advert on it my god Mm. whoever built that is going to make a fortune and then
1: just by sponsor slots.
0: oh yeah they want to build one in london as well but uh oh. been objected to for obvious reasons
1: yeah <laughs> yeah it's not vegas
0: <laughs> exactly exactly so we'll be back next week with mexico and all going well we'll be back with our british turn car season recap episode since we missed brand hat, you all know Sorry. we won by now um So we'll be back with all season recap, the end of it all. Looking forward to it. Mm. Yes. Uh, Thank you all for downloading, and we'll see you then. Any last messages for you guys? Anyone know a good boiler repairer? (laughs) Sadly not. If you give me five grand, I'll write a report saying you need to phone someone about your gas boiler.
1: Deal. Thank
0: you. Job done. Right, Thank you all, and we'll see you next week. Bye. See you later.